Hi guys, my name's Sean and welcome back to the NFT Talks podcast. Now I'm back with episode three with some amazing guests. Now a few of you guys have been messaging me about a certain thing. How do I connect an NFT to a physical item? Now these guys actually do that. They're a company called Encrypto Art. I'm sitting down with the two founders. Now they're going to talk you through the whole process and how it actually works and how you can turn your physical art into an NFT. So make sure you get your notepads out because there's going to be loads of gems in this one. Uh, and make sure you subscribe and leave your comments, show support, and let's build this community. Welcome back, guys, to NFT Talks. I am here with some amazing guests uh, today. I've been trying to line up this interview for a while, uh, and I'm happy to finally have these guys here. Uh, they are the founders of Encrypto Art. I have Lorenzo, and I have Nicholas. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Come on. Glad um, to be here. So it's... It's really interesting. Uh, I mean, I, I contacted you guys through Instagram, uh, as, as people do, and um, connected with Nicholas, first of all. And I found it really interesting uh, what you were doing uh, alongside with Encrypto Art. Um, your, 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 your phrase was verifying and certifying um, and safely certifying physical items, uh, especially in the, the art sector. Uh, and I found it really interesting because it was connected to NFTs. Now, Tell me a little bit more about, I mean, first of all, about Encrypto Art, uh, the technology. When would, when did it start? Uh, why, why are you doing this? There's a two-part answer to that. So the first yes. is, is my side, and then, and then it's Nicholas, it's his side. Okay. So the first part of the answer is, why did it even start? It started out of necessity, because... Uh, I've been working as an artist for now 35 years, and I sell my work all over the world, uh, and I've sold thousands of sculptures. And, um, and of course, uh, there have been times where I had great concerns about people copying my work. And in fact, I have unfortunately had uh, quite a few, not, not hundreds, but ba basically tens of uh, cases over these uh, 35 years where people have uh, either tried to copy our work or have copied my work. And of course, it's a great concern, not only for me, but for all artists. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I, I mentioned to Nicholas is, uh, listen, with all this new technology now, this was like two or three years ago, with all this new technology around, do you think we can apply it to my... Uh, basic needs where I can certify my work in a way that uh, it, it could guarantee uh, the authenticity. And he said, yeah, Papa, I mean, look, there's this new technology. And he's just the brain behind it because um, whenever there's anything technical, I, I go to him and I'm like, Nicholas, can we figure this out? Can we figure that out? So interesting enough, had I listened to him, uh about 10 years ago I, I wouldn't say i would be retired as an artist because you never retire as an artist right yeah but i definitely would be a billionaire artist because he told me about 10 11 years ago he said 
put money into Bitcoin and <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't listen to him. The yeah. same old story, isn't it? For everybody, we don't yeah. listen to people saying so you had this. You had this 16 year old kid. You got to imagine, we, we, it was a birthday. It was a birthday. One of my friends was celebrating his 60th birthday. Mm. Uh, and there's this 16 year old kid uh, stands up because I have him stand up and he's shy. And I, and, and I have him stand up and I say, come on, Nikki, explain to everybody here at the table what you were telling me. And so he gets up and he gives this <laughs> amazing uh, speech and demonstration of what this, I don't know what, it, you know, it's bit, what, bit, what, Bitcoin, what the hell is it, you know, yeah. and he explains to everybody what Bitcoin is. And of course, even though he explains it very well, nobody understands it. Mm. Nobody wants to get involved with it. And back then you put 10 grand into it. You can imagine, right? 11 years ago, what this would have been. So we didn't follow suit. We're all upset about it. So now I make sure that I go to him before <laughs> and I say, Nicholas, is this worth it? And uh, so, yeah, so it was born out of necessity. And then Nicholas said, okay, this is what we're going to do. And now go ahead and say what we did. Yeah, so, well, we started analyzing the problem. So the problem is authenticity, right? Mm -hmm. And so there was, back then, this was about two, three years ago, mm -hmm. there was this uh, new Ethereum standard called ERC721, yep. which recently allowed for creating what we now call an NFT. And it was, you know, a non-fungible token. So it was very different from an ERC20 from a coin in that, you can only have one of each and they're all unique in and of themselves. So we thought, hey, that's a perfect application for making a certificate of authenticity, a digital certificate of authenticity for an art piece. So if you have a digital certificate of authenticity and you sell that art piece and there's only one copy of that ERC721 token, yeah. then you can't copy it, you can't duplicate it. And so we started off with that idea and we started developing it. And basically we had the entire platform set up and everything was done until, and this was still more than a year ago, uh, a year and a half, almost two years ago, we then realized, oh man, uh, but gas fees are so incredibly high on Ethereum. It's gonna yeah. cost people a huge amount of money or us as a company, if we want to take on that cost, <clears throat> to transfer that token from person to person. Nicholas, you touch, so, before you go further, do you want to touch on what gas fees is? So just for the, for the listeners, just in case they don't know what it is, just a little sure. brief description which, of what it is. Which, of course, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> there you go. What do you mean? I got to go to the gas station where every time I sell an NFT, what the hell is this? Yeah, it's important to so know. So basically, a gas fee is an incentive for people on the network to act as good actors. In simple terms, the people that are verifying the transactions are actually getting that reward and you're paying a commission fee, just like in Visa, you would be paying a 2% credit card fee to Visa. Mm -hmm. On the blockchain, you pay maybe a percentage also on the transaction, but it spreads out throughout the network to all the verifiers of the network, mm -hmm. the miners, the so-called miners. So can it be so, a big percentage, Nikki, the gas fee? So on what Ethereum right now, on Ethereum right now, 
uh, gas fees are a much higher percentage, are over 100% of the transaction. So if I have a transaction where I'm sending a token that's worth $5, the transaction for that is $60. Yeah. So we initially saw this before there was anything huge going on on Ethereum with DeFi and everything like that. So there weren't even that many gas fees, but we said, hey, <laughs> it's, it's pretty high. So then we went on and we analyzed different blockchains okay. until we found NEM, the NEM blockchain, which is a blockchain that is very, very interesting. And because of the technology that's behind it and also the story behind NEM, the story behind NEM is that it, it started almost at the same time as, uh, as, as Ethereum and it's been developing just as much. It's in the top 30 on coin market cap right now. And it, the fees are under a dollar. Creating an NFT, an NFT is around $10 and then you can send it for a do, under a dollar. So it's amazing. And of course it's environmentally friendly for that same reason. <clears throat> Do you want to talk and to that? Just, is, is that down to like a, the proof of stake and the way it's um, obviously the, the way the blockchain works? Is that why it's environmental friendly or? It is something similar to the proof of stake, but it's actually called proof of importance. They use a different consensus algorithm called the proof of importance, which is very okay. interesting. Yeah. And the proof of importance algorithm, what it does, it is very similar to the proof of stake. Proof of stake, you have to lock in some assets and you get a reward. And in the proof of importance, you lock in, you have to have a minimum amount of assets, just like an ETH. Yeah. And once you lock them in, you have to wait some time before you can get the rewards. So it increases the authenticity, basically, because you can't do rug pulls. You can't just pull your money out. You know, yeah. it's not, it doesn't make sense for you. So, um, yeah, we started developing this uh, closely with uh, looking at, you know, the technology and, uh, you know, now we finally have the entire platform built. Uh, the core technology is there, whereby artists can create uh, certificates of authenticity and send them to collectors or even other artists. And um, Lorenzo, would you like to talk a little bit maybe about the chip, the famous chip? <laughs> yeah, so... I, whenever we, you know, I'm, I'm an artist. I like to tell stories, you know, I'm a storyteller. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you the embellished story <laughs> just because that's how I am. I like to tell stories. Mm -hmm. So when we were growing, when my kids were growing up, I had a, uh, we had this game that we would play on the way back from when we went to see a movie. And when we would go to see movies, I would then always analyze the movie and I would say, okay, guys, what did you feel was stupid in the movie that couldn't happen? You know, like these time lapses, like they're uh, today they're in Dubai and the movie two hours later, they're in New York. You know, how is that okay. possible? Yeah. Right? Like that. So um, when I have them analyze this and now they have an, analytic, an analytical mind. So I said to Nicholas, okay, with everything you're proposing, there's something missing. Come on, what is it? And I could see this, hmm. but you know, he's he's very he's, was very technologically and some good, 
But sometimes you need somebody from the outside that is not technology that can see a problem uh, from a different point of view. And so I said, there's something missing here because you have everything, 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 but you're missing one very important point. So for me, the very important point was the human factor um, and the physicality of something. So when you are authenticating a artwork, uh, there's always a person today, what happens today with authentication, authentication, there is a guy, let's say you have a Picasso. Um, if you have a Picasso, you want it authenticated, you can only go to a certain person that is accepted in the art world as the person that can authenticate a Picasso. It could be the artist's own foundation, or it could be a specific guy that has been working with the Picasso Foundation, so forth and so on. That guy is the guy that's gonna say, this is or this is not a Picasso. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, these people, they earn a lot of money. Whenever they're gonna authenticate something, they get a lot of money. They get paid up front, and if it's sold, they could also get a part of that, and so forth and so on. Now, there's a human factor here. That guy, can be bribed. Some of them, of course, are beyond suspicion, but some of them are not. You know, when you're talking about millions, hundreds of millions, uh, you're talking about a lot of money. You know, mm -hmm. so there's the human factor. I wanted to avoid the human factor. I don't want you to have to go through that person. And I also wanted to link the physical with the digital. Okay, so now we have, thanks to blockchain, we know that this digital asset represents that, that sculpture or that painting. But once I have that painting, I can make a copy of that painting, sell on the copy, and I keep the original, right? Mm -hmm. So, of course, that passes on to the next person, but he can't pass on the actual um, digital certificate because that's only once, right? Um, it's like it's an NFT, non-fungible token. Um, so I said, Nikki, I need to link the two. So Nicholas came up with, investigated a lot, and he came up with this fantastic chip mm -hmm. that we're, there it is, all the Okay, we can see it, it all right. <laughs> it's incredibly small, as you can tell. And we are going to place it within the artwork, somewhere within the artwork. How, have you thought about how you're going to do that? Um, and, and I mean, I'm just thinking in regards to if it's a canvas, I'm thinking in regards to being tampered with. So how, like all the, the things, them kind of things there. Of course it can be tampered with, but if it's tampered with, then it's not there anymore, right? Then it's not authentic anymore. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. You could cut it out. First of all, you would see the cut, um, especially on a canvas. Um, and in the sculpture, you would have to undo the welding. You would also see that. Um, and you could take it out and put it somewhere else, but then you would lose the value of that original one that you had. What about so the, the original one wouldn't have the value anymore? What about the durability of the of the chip, uh, of it breaking itself? I mean, as, as you considered the things like that, like if it, if it did break itself, the, the, them concerns just just the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, durability. We I did durability. Ask. Durability is definitely a factor. Yeah. And the key issue with that is, okay, once 
the tag, the NFC tag actually breaks. Yeah. What happens? The only solution to that is that the artist has to, if someone owns that art piece and it breaks, for example, the art piece has been in a fire, the artist has to verify it again. So the artist has to physically go there, which is going to be a huge expense, mm -hmm. and verify the art piece again. Okay. That's it. And then so basically you have to chip it again and a new certificate is issued. The other NFT is still on the blockchain, but basically what we have done on EncryptArt is we can kind of, the artist can deny it. It's, it's still on the blockchain because you can't delete anything that's on the blockchain. <clears throat> but the artist can say, I kind of like cancel that certificate and I don't accept that as original anymore. And I issue a new one. So he issues a new one with the new uh, chip ID. And uh, yeah, that's how you could replace a chip. Now, now uh, we're it's, it's, it's very difficult that these things are going to get damaged. Yeah, yeah. It just they're going to be inside. They're going to be inside the sculpture. They're going to be inside the canvas. If you think about a canvas, it's in a controlled environment. It's inside the house. I mean, if there's a fire, it's going to burn the entire canvas. Yes. So, I mean, if you've got a expensive piece of art, it's within your interest, regardless whether to chip it or not, to take care of it, isn't it? <laughs> if you paid a lot of money for it, you take care of it. So, um, that's exactly. going to be uh, that's going to be normal, but. Yeah, I really find it. I really like the dynamic between uh, obviously yourself, Lorenzo, and Nicholas because you're and you're not only obviously a businessman, you're an artist. You you are you are that customer that needs this yeah. this yeah. Uh, in their lives, and so you understand that aspect of it. And then obviously you got Nicholas yourself, who's very into crypto, uh, understanding the blockchain technology, um, and got a deep understanding of how things work. So I think you've got amazing things to come. Um, I know we we briefly spoke before Lorenzo. We had a short we had a short chat. I'm really interested. In, okay, it's just, you said you called it in crypto art, but I think it's it's got a lot more leg, like more legs. Got move, move further than that because you've got luxury products, um, where whether it could be like I said, bags, jewelry, anything. Oh, it's going to change. It's going to change the world. It really is. It's going to change. Uh, definitely, the luxury market is going to change. But I think, I think even cars, you know, watches. Uh, bags uh yeah we were talking about this yesterday i mean uh look you'll have these um ladies will go to lunch uh, and uh they'll have their chanel bag and right you know right now you can see you can see uh but uh, you can find publicity of shops selling you a chanel bag for a tenth of the price of the actual chanel bag and they're exactly the same some of them by the way are even done almost in the same factory as the actual bags. They do them at night. <laughs> While the guy is, is there during the day checking, then they have a second shift at night and they make the other bags and they send them to the other door. And that happens all the time. So with all intents and purpose, they are actual the actual bags. They're just not stamped with the official stamp. They're stamped with a different one, but you can't tell the difference. Hmm. But NFTs will change that because NFTs, they will have their chip, so when you're sitting at a table and the woman and the lady next to you pulls out her her phone and 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 tags the bag and nothing comes up, she'll know it's a fake. So nobody will want to go with fakes anymore, and yeah. and that is just going to change the market. That's going to change. In a way, it might even bring the prices down, or it might make them more expensive. I don't know. Because <laughs> it'll, probably, it'll probably make them more expensive. <laughs> in a way, it, it can make them more expensive. But on the other hand, they've always been using the, ex the excuse that they're so expensive because 
they kind of have to make up for the lost market they have for all the fakes out there. Mm. So we'll see if that's true. If it's really, if there's for that reason or or they're going to go up in price. No, we'll you know, you know, you mentioned Lorenzo is there, which we didn't really, we didn't really talk about is there obviously using the phone to scan uh, the chip. So um, to my understanding, is, is an NCP reader that you use to, uh, yes. to, to, to yeah. register, which links back to the blockchain. So a lot of people may not even know they have this functionality on their phone. I know it's on most phones. Um, so I'd love to hear just a bit about that side of it, well, and how that works. Absolutely. Uh, in fact, uh, Nicholas, you want to talk about the jewelry as well, what we're going to do? Yeah, sure. So, well, you know, when this entire thing started and we thought of first about the, the, the tag, we had, we, were, we had a bit of a problem because we were looking at tags, NFC tags, near field communication uh, tags. And so NFC, just to give it a bit of a, an overview, that's the same technology that you use to make contactless payments at a shop with your okay. iPhone or with your credit card. So your phone already has a chip reader and a writer. And so you can already do that. However, it's quite limited in that only some chips can be read uh, because some other chips work at a different frequency. Unfortunately, in the beginning, when we started looking at this, the best chips, the best tags, they weren't compatible with the iPhone, with the Android. But uh, eventually, we did find some. And we found the highest grade of security of all. So okay. that's great. But the problem of that was that the tag itself was too big. So the tag was about this big, the size of a, of a, of a big coin. Mm -hmm. And it was just too big. We couldn't put it on a painting. We couldn't put it on jewelry. So we had to come up with a way of taking that controller, that chip, and putting it on a much smaller platform, which we were able to do by putting it on a metal-based tag, which also allows the chip to be read on metal. Okay. Now, um, this chip does is, is able to be read with an iPhone and an Android, it's really easy. So basically you just approach your phone to it. And what happens is your phone just opens uh, Safari or the internet browser and it opens a URL. But what happens is that URL is always different because the chip has an increment counter. And this is what acts as the tamper proof uh, part of the chip. It yeah. has like a counter that cannot be changed and it's always keeping track of this counter. So you can't hack the chip in that way at all. And if you read it, it just opens Safari. So you don't even need an app to know if it's okay. authentic or not. So anyone okay. Okay. can just approach it without an app because it would be a very big problem if you needed an app to authenticate it, I think, at least. Yeah. Um, I think the best solution is that it just can work natively with all phones. Does it take you to the blockchain? And so where what happens? The authentication part yeah. doesn't take you to the blockchain. But okay. what happens is the phone reads the chip. The chip has an authenticity part in it. Yeah. And it takes and it says this is authentic. Okay. And then the certificate, the NFT certificate that's on the blockchain, that has the unique ID of the chip. So yes. that is on the chip. So every single chip has a unique ID that is done by the company itself and cannot be changed. 
and they're all unique. Um, and that's hard coded on the NFT certificate. So when you're creating the NFT certificate on EncryptoArt, you will be specifying the unique ID of the chip. Okay, so the, it goes into the, I understand now. So it's, it's going to go to pretty much your site, which says here's a certificate. We verify that is this is real. And then Correct, yeah. on top of that, if you really wanted to go even further, you could prove that by going onto the blockchain. That's right. Okay, yeah, that makes complete sense. So do you have an example? Do you have the phone and a chip next to you that you can show how? We're waiting to set up the auth system right now on the server. Yeah. Um, we are, we're building that right now. Um, we have to just spin up the server and build the auth system for for the NTAG 424. And uh, at the moment, we don't have a demo for that, okay. unfortunately. But uh, hopefully, we will have one for you soon. <laughs> okay, that'd be great. I'll be definitely looking forward to that. I mean, do, do you guys actually own the technology then for this chip? Have you, is, is that how it work or are you just using the technology in, in a way? We're just in a using way? the technology. Okay. The chip is owned and manufactured by NXP. They are yeah. the standard of nfc technology in the world okay right um but we are the first to use, to use it. this tag yeah on the market yeah and i think and it's definitely really we're the first ones to put it on this tiny platform right here <laughs> it's uh, it is quite small <laughs> so yeah so on, on top of that i mean you guys are obviously when is uh when are you going to go i mean i've gone to your website yeah, there's not a lot on there at this point. When are you actually going to launch this for everyone to to see and to uh, obviously take advantage of this technology? Uh... So the platform is already it's 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 ready, but it's not ready how we would like it. Right now, there's um, the entire part of the certificates and the entire blockchain part is mm -hmm. fully ready in terms of creating everything. But we found ourselves in an issue of, okay, we don't have a payment gateway. So if someone um, signs up on EncryptArt and starts issuing a million certificates, first of all, we don't have any KYC. So, and there's no verification. So we just have to add the verification, the KYC on it. Yeah. It's just the backend admin panel where we can say, okay, you're verified, you're verified, you're verified. And then we have to connect uh, the website to, to Stripe. So I would say in about one to two months, yeah. we should be launched already. And that's it. We should be able to um, have everyone set up on there and, and launched. Okay. So, so the ready. thing about, Sean, the thing about um, in crypto art yeah. is in the beginning, this was something I was just going to use for myself, uh, to, for my customers. But I thought, hey, this is really cool. And I think that we should make this available to all artists and not yeah. only sculptors, but the painters, photographers, uh, uh, video artists, uh, all artists. So it took us a little longer because we had to adapt it to all different forms of art. And of course, I have a lot of information. You can imagine 35 years yeah. of at least painting drawings and, and, and sculpting. But I didn't know a lot of the standards of uh, photography and digital art and stuff like that. So that had to be researched and, and their needs had to be also researched. So it took a little bit longer for that, but definitely now uh, in crypto art will be uh, available to all artists. We already have uh, quite a few artists signed up for it. Gotcha. So it won't just start with my art. Of course, uh, I'm gonna be the big promoter of it, but there'll be a lot of other artists as well on it. 
What's the feedback from the collectors? Obviously, uh, you, you you probably got uh, obviously a relationship with uh, your people that buy your art. I mean, have you obviously spoke to these guys and spoke to them about how, how it would work? I mean, what's their feedback? What are they saying? Yeah, all the collectors I've spoken to are incredibly excited about it. Um, and, you know, because of course they have this value in their home and they want to make sure, uh, you know, every week we get uh, collectors, um, sending us a letter saying, can you reissue a authenticity, authenticity letter because I misplaced it, whatever, or whatnot. Um, and now it's done on a piece of paper, right? Yeah. And it's, and it's a stamp. It's a, it's a pressure stamp that we use. But of course, that can, that, that can be lost, that can uh, uh, get, get torn up or whatever over the, over the years. It can be destroyed. It can be photocopied. Yeah. <laughs> well, it can't be photocopied because it's the pressure. I have a pressure stamp, but uh, you know, but maybe the other guy doesn't know that it's a pressure stamp, so he makes yeah. a copy and he exactly. sells it to somebody. And the, the the second guy doesn't know that it was a pressure copy. So yeah. So what, what about they, what I'm interested in? So the cookies, um, is, is, is it trackable? The chip is it trackable? Can it be tracked? Because the reason I'm asking this is because you mentioned everyone the collectors have got it in their home. So let's say that somebody, which happens, people steal art. Um, would you be able to say, okay, then guys, in crypto art, my, my art's been stolen. Can you track it to see where it is? Because you know, uh, that's a very interesting point you, you, you're, you're bringing up. But I have to be honest with you, if it could, I don't know if we would want it to be able to be tracked because traced, because then you're going into a lot of privacy issues. Yeah, I mean, you know, but to be fair, like with, with technology these days, uh, everyone's trackable. Anyone that uses a phone is probably is it, trackable and with Google yeah. and all that. But yeah, I the mean, thing is that we don't know the guy's phone number, right? So technologically wise, technologically wise, yeah, everybody that signs up on EncryptArt has to go through KYC. So we have to have their identity. So if someone, if I take your phone and I transfer the NFT from you to me, the mm -hmm. wallet ID is, is not a name, it's a wallet ID, just like an Ethereum or anything yes, else. So that's yeah. anonymous, right? That's untrackable. But if someone were to report that someone has stolen an art piece, and for example, you report them that, um, then we could you know, walk through that and see, okay, is this wallet ID linked to uh, a name, you know? now. This is for theft, yeah, but yeah, yeah. that might, as Lawrence said, there's also an issue of privacy. So we're really also thinking about creating what's called stealth transactions. So personally, I was inspired by Monero quite a lot, uh, which is a privacy coin, and that enables completely anonymous transactions. And I don't really like that in Ethereum and Bitcoin, if someone knows someone's address, they can just track everything. <clears throat> so we're really thinking about a way to because the art market likes privacy. So we have to find a balance okay. between, okay, this is authentic and you can guarantee the authenticity, but at the same time, the transaction is private. So I think that's the best balance between the both. Having- Unless of course, unless they want it to be public. They I, was just, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, what if true. they wanted that? They want, I want the reassurance. Of course, they that. Yeah. If, exactly. if it, it should be them. optional. Yeah, yeah, optional. So that could be an option because I think that yeah. I mean, I'm not a collector myself from like big art, but if I brought something for two million, I'd like to think that if it was stolen, I've got some kind of reassurance that at least I possibly could track it down. And if 
if they uh, take out the chip, then it's not worth anything. It kind of give me that peace of mind. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'm not okay. sure if you guys have looked into that. Um, yeah. So, I just wanted to ask that question. Um, so, to add this, I'm interested to, to see, obviously, you guys are in the, the, the crypto side of it, NFTs. What's your thoughts on NFTs in, in general? And where okay, well, I'll, is? Start, I'll start first. Uh, because where where I was ten years ago when Nicholas stand, stood up and told me about bitcoins, yeah, uh, that's where I am today with NFTs. Yeah, uh, this time I'm listening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't make the same mistake twice. No. Nope. This time I'm listening, and this time I'm getting involved from the beginning. So yeah, so obviously it's something that I think is going to be. Uh, it really is going to be great. It's going to revolutionize uh, the market. The interesting thing here is the legality of it, because, for example, NFT in itself, although it's used, and, and, and as you know, Beeple sold uh, for what, 69 million? Yeah, uh, 69 million. Uh, yeah, an NFT. Uh, through was it Sotheby's or Christie's? I don't remember. Christie's, Christie's, it was Christie's. Christie's. It yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. So the thing is that obviously this, it's obvious there's huge value behind this now, right? And all of a sudden everybody, NFTs, they've been doing it uh, for a while, but it, 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 it reached general public once it was sold, one of them was sold for 69 million. Yeah. So, but people have been selling NFTs uh, throughout the, um, uh, throughout the year. So yeah. um, the thing is that, first of all, the NFT, which is a non-fungible token, is, what is it? It's a digital asset. Hmm. It's not an artwork in itself. It can represent an artwork. But an NFT can be a tweet, can be an NFT. Yeah. Uh, anything can be an NFT, you know? Uh, it's that digital asset representing something so it represents the work of art but it's not the work of art in itself yeah but still applied to art it's going to open up a whole new variety i think that also one of the great things about it it's gonna level the playing field in the sense that well as a sculptor um it takes a huge amount of resources listen I have 120 people uh, working for me. Okay. So I have uh, two foundries. I have a studio which is 30,000 square feet. Um, the foundry is uh, 75,000 square feet. Um, this is huge resources. You know, when I move a sculpture, uh, I'm using trucks, I'm, I'm, I'm using setup crew and so forth and so on. Not everybody can do this, you know, because of course it took me 35 years to get here. Um, but a young artist can come around, he can be very creative and, and create something digitally and then um, create a digital asset of that and put it on these platforms, whichever platform he chooses, there are quite a few now, and sell it. The great thing about it here, by the way, is that now you have a lot of the artists are making more money on the resales than they are on the initial sale, right? Because yeah. they have a built-in, they have a built-in, um, I think it's- Royalties, 
royalties, royalties which yeah. are, are standard is like 15 percent 10 15 percent i think they can choose on most on some platforms yeah, you, can choose, choose. Yeah. you could choose so the standard is around 15 but you can mm -hmm. choose of course you can choose 5 10 or more um but that's great because a lot of these artists because for example with my sculptures uh it's very difficult to to trace uh when they're uh, sold on and yes there is an international law that i should get something from it have i ever been able to get something from it <laughs> no uh, i would have to sue the guy say hey yeah. you sold this on you're supposed to give me because this uh, you know and it doesn't happen yeah um so i think in 35 years i think i got it twice and it was such a minimum amount you know um so, but this is like a whole new thing. And again, yeah. and anybody can get involved. Um, yeah. I, I love that. I love, I love the playing field. Like, even though I'm an established artist, uh, I'm, I'm new in this. So yeah. even, even me, it's gonna be interesting, you know, how I'm gonna do it. Of course, I have to wait because I have to make sure it doesn't affect my other market, which is my, uh, uh, daily bread, right? I gotta make yeah. sure that it doesn't affect 35 years of me as an as an artist. That it took me such a long time to get to where I am. Uh, so obviously, the NFTs that I do and that I will do have to be very good quality. Have to be very, very, very. And so we're working on that. We're studying that right now. But we will definitely get in, involved. And we are. We're we've already looked at that, and we're already designed a few. I think I think that's a, the difficult part, isn't it? Is getting um, the, the Nicholas, Nicholas is laughing because he doesn't what? want me to say that I'm designing a few. <laughs> is it? It's like it's a secret. Is it? Well, uh, <laughs> thanks for sharing. <laughs> but um, I, was, I was just going to say is that it's that's a difficult part. Is the masses uh, is for everyone else to understand because as obviously you understand it, but you've still got to wait for your collectors to understand yeah. the concept and buy yeah. into it. Um, I think it helps that you've got big brands like uh, whether it's anything to do with art, you've got big, big brands like Gucci. Um, yeah. You've got the announcement of them. You've seen it. eBay announced that they're going to be sending NFTs now. Yeah. yeah. So, Sean, Sean, it's very interesting that you you talk about collectors because, in fact, I think that initially probably my collectors are not going to be the ones buying the NFTs because if you think about who is a collector, um, in general, a collector is a well, you have different, different types, right? But I'm thinking about my collector. My collector is an art collector. Usually they have, uh, uh, they're of course, wealthy individuals um, and uh, that own art, but ne are not necessarily into technology. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them might not even know or don't want to get involved with crypto, with any crypto, Bitcoin, Ethereum, whatever. Yeah. And also, um, a lot of them are not techies. So setting up a lot of this NFT uh, uh, purchasing on a platform is not easy. You know, on, on a lot of them, setting it up, just setting up your account, mm. you know, you need uh, the digital wallet, you need this, you need that. It's not easy, um, which is what was happening and keeping a lot of people out of Bitcoin 10 years ago. It was incredibly yeah. difficult to buy a Bitcoin back then. You, you didn't know how to buy it. You didn't know how to, where to store it, you know, let alone know what it was. 
once you realize what it was, to get one was very difficult. You have to be very tech savvy. So a lot of platforms now, I think, uh, are uh, recognize that. Yeah. Trying to make it more, uh, trying to make it easier for people to just get in and get one. Yeah, it's um, true. It's true. By using credit cards and stuff like that, you got a lot of uh, these platforms a lot more user friendly. You don't have to have you create it. You connect it to your Google account, like Dapper Labs, for example. Well, you've probably heard of Revolut. Have you heard of Revolut? Revolut. No, haven't Revolut? No, I haven't heard of Revolut. Tell me. Revolut. Well, it's 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 a bank, but it's like okay. it, it's a uh, it's it's all digital. Okay. And um and and the great thing is you you can have your credit cards there, whatever. But you could directly on your account, you can buy crypto directly okay. from that. All right. And it's like. That boom, 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 easy, you know? Easy. Um, and NFTs will, so what I'm saying is initially, I think the, the NFT audience initially is going to be uh, the regular Joe and, and the techie that wants to get involved, that sees, hey, this is an opportunity. I'm coming in, you know, I want to do it. Something that, had, something that had nothing to do with art before. Yeah. And now I want to be, I can see I can be a collector. Hey, I can be a collector for 10 bucks. I can be a collector for 50 bucks. I'm a collector, you know? Mm. Um, so obviously I'm going to go for maybe somebody that I, that I think is a, more of a guarantee because, okay, he's an established artist, right? So theoretically, if I get this, but it's going to be interesting to see art because right now people with that buy my art are not thinking about reselling it. They buy it because they love it and they want to keep it. I think that's the attitude a lot of a lot of these people. NFTs, anyone's buying NFTs, I think that's the attitude they have to take. Like invest in the artist, buy it because you like it. Because if you buy it, they think you're going to flip it and make money on it, and that's not the case. It's going to leave a bad taste in your mouth. And then, I mean, so that's something that people need educating on uh, in general. Because I think that everyone's exactly. got a bit of FOMO rushing again, seeing the people exactly. prices, and they want exactly. to buy something and they're going to be stung. And a lot of people are going to be left with NFTs that they can't use, they're not using, and that might have a backlash, and it's going to take a while for that to, to rectify. But it's, um... it's funny because, um, you know, a year, uh, 50 years ago, 60 years ago, uh, there was a situation. Uh, in fact, uh, Picasso, there was a problem with, with that because he um, was, uh, a, a client came to him, and, uh, and he bought a, a painting uh, uh, from Picasso and he bought it at a very high price. And then uh, Picasso changed and, and changed his style. So that painting initially, eventually it didn't of course, but initially lost a little bit of value. And the client was upset. He's like, oh, but now I lost the value on the painting because you, you started doing something else. It's like, great, now you're gonna have to appreciate it as art. <laughs> you know, not as an investment, but as art. Yeah. Which, which is the point, you know? Uh, a lot of people now, as you said, are going to think that, hey, I'm going to get involved, you're going to make a lot of money, and they're not looking at the actual art uh, behind it. Uh, but I think that eventually it is going to stabilize. I think eventually it will. Yeah. Um, it's going to take a while, but it will. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it always does. It always ends up happening happening that way. So I'm just very excited about it. I just have to make sure that I do it the right way. Yeah, well you got you got uh, Nicholas there, very very knowledgeable and aware of what's going on. And uh, Nicholas, just a quick question to yourself. 
Have you got any NFTs? Have you bought any? And if if you have, what, what have you bought? I have not. I have not. You haven't bought, bought them. Oh. <laughs> is there anything you're yeah. looking on? Are you thinking of okay, then look, I'm, I'm interested in that. Whether it's collectibles or is it art or I mean, is it anything gaming maybe along the gaming assets or digital fashion? I mean, is there anything you're looking on? Think you're interested in? I think uh, I might buy some Lorenzo NFTs when they come out. <laughs> yeah. Is that advice for everyone else? Do I need to get one then? Because it'd be worth a lot of money in a in the next. Uh, I can't say that for sure, but uh, <laughs> that's what I will do. I think that's a that's a smart answer. <laughs> Keep it within the family. Um, Lorenzo, what about yourself? Have you bought any? And if not, once again, are you anything you're looking at? Is it gonna? Are you just gonna stick to art? Or are you interested in? Other industries like well, I think that I'm, I I think that I might get uh, involved. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, there are some really cool things out there. Yeah. So it might be something very interesting to get involved with. But again, as probably as a collector, not so much as a, as an investor. You know. Yeah. Um, so definitely, definitely might be. You know, my my wife was. We were, I was talking to my wife, and she's like. Well, I don't understand it. So, like, you get this thing, and it's a, it's you have this digital thing, and and you buy it, and you, it's yours. But what do you do with it? I'm like, okay. Uh, and I, I say, look at the wall, and she looks at the wall. I said, don't you see that painting there? She says, yeah. Okay, so what are we doing with that? It's just on the wall, right? It's the same thing. You're not doing yeah. it with it. This is the same thing. You you get it, and if you want it, you put it on a screen, you put it on your house, and you hang it on your house, and you see it, you look at it. The same way you look at the painting. Oh, okay, now I understand that. Okay, then that's good. So that, that was uh, the that was, that was that's I think a lot a lot of people say that. What's the point of getting an NFT yeah. digital? What's the point? And I was watching an interview, and I can't remember the the actual guy's name, but the guy that brought the Beeple uh, piece, yeah. it's not yeah. He made a point. He says, I collect art. And I've got over 150 pieces of digital art. Now, if I had that physically, I would have to pay for the storage for that. Yeah. And if I if I moved, I'd have to carry that around with me. But now I've got it all in on on the on the digitally on the internet, that I, or the blockchain, I should say. Um, so that's another valuable part that you can yeah, stick it up on the wall and carry it. In. in his house on a beautiful screen. Yep. On a beautiful screen, he can put it up, and when he has a party. He shows them all on the same screen as in, in, in revolving in fashion. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. Amazing. Well, um, obviously, know, obviously, I know Lorenzo, you're short for time, so I don't want to keep you too long. Um, thank you for for coming on and explaining uh, a bit about in crypto art. Can't wait for it the launch. I mean, we're gonna have to get you guys on again uh, for part two uh, when you've got the launch and tell us what's what's changed and what's happening and what you'll be doing. Um, thank you again, Nicholas, obviously for sharing your knowledge. Um, anything else you want? Any you want to leave your Instagram handles, anything like that, or socials, or any any message to anyone that wants to find a bit more about in crypto art? You can uh, share now, Nicholas. Yes, if you can, please follow us at encrypto underscore official. That would be very helpful and share share our work if you think it's important and it's going to help the art world. And um, we hope to be back on the show soon, Sean. Yeah, yeah, I, I look forward to it. I mean, like my, my, my main aim is with uh, NFT Talks is to connect to people like yourself, um, find out what's going on and share with everyone else. It's, it's, it's going to help. We need to help build the community, help share what's going on for it, the, the actual space to grow is important. So Thank I'm happy. You, no problem. Thank you.
I think it's it's very exciting time to be an artist. So let's see what yes. happens. <laughs> All right, then. Well, thank you guys again. Um, like I said, anyone wants to find out about in crypto art, I'll have the details down below. Everyone subscribe uh, and everyone take care. Thank you. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Make sure you leave your comments below and make sure you subscribe, support the channel. We're going to come with more amazing content. I've got some amazing episodes in the pipeline. So just make sure you keep tuned, subscribe, share, let everyone know. Let's build this community.